Did the first one sound okay? Yeah, it sounded fine up until, you know, I dropped my whole phone. The pimping is it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to get dressed. I got to smell good. And everything. It take me two to three hours to get dressed because it's lights, camera, and action. You know what I'm saying? We're not no gun holders. We don't do that. We have uh, a lot of people in the game that have good mouthpiece. They talk very good. Like my mouth. My mouth is like a Uzi, armed and dangerous with a double clip. We back. Episode two, season yeah. three. Good for you. Chap is here, your host, and my co-host is Tone. What up, Tone? What's going on, man? Uh, I had a question before we get into the show. Do you think that you could spend your whole rent check at Jimmy Jazz? No, not not now, not at this age. At at this age, yeah, I mean, just I age. mean, <laughs> nah. Yo, if I did that, yo, it would be nothing but like all of the same black Nike hoodie and shorts. Like, it's not, I'm not going to get a wardrobe. I'm just going to buy like the one outfit that I feel I'm most comfortable in like five times. On some like, on some like a Mark Zuckerberg shit. That's probably not even going to be a third of. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Not as it says. I just seen something on Twitter. And uh, so it was like, I spent my uh, rent check and I'm smiling. So what? And I zoomed in. I saw the bag say Jimmy Jazz. I said, Oh, jeez. Yo, you want to know what's funny? That's why. That's why coincidental that you bring that up. So, um, me and C had to go went to a, a day party on Sunday. Right. I saw IG stories. Yeah. But I ain't really have an outfit, and I I ain't have much clean clothes because I didn't do laundry this week, right? So I had to put together an outfit that I didn't, you know, necessarily like, but I needed sneakers to go with it. So long story short, I ended up in Jimmy Jazz. Uh, But I ended up in Jimmy Jazz because I was looking for a fitted. And I was just looking at the sneaker wall, and that alone, I don't think I could even find that many sneakers in there or any many current sneakers out now that I could spend my rent check on. And that yeah. should be the that should be the easiest part of it. Yeah, you would think just sneakers is the go-to, right? Yeah. Like But you know, I remember your fit. You had a clean little fit on you. Well, you had Pumas and the and the purple yeah. Defro shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I pay his attention. Yeah. They made me take the fitted off. Good thing I didn't buy a new fitted. I'd be tight. Tired of these racist bars, man. There was yeah. there was black, there was white. What was yeah. the, uh, uh, the I would I would I, I I would want to say more Latin. Yeah, it's just I feel like brothers begin a hard time. You know that's a whole tangent, but you want to want to play but, our music, but put shackles <laughs> on the culture. But they pick and choose, right? So you know, right. there was there was definitely. A, there were fitted inside the party. There was also polo hats and stuff like that. So, you know, but it is what it is. How you doing, man? I'm okay. I'm uh, in this moment. I'm good. Um, I had to go back and rewatch the first few seconds of that video we spoke about. It'll be a surprise teaser on Good for You Pie. Hey, if you're looking for us on IG or Twitter, um, I need to update the Twitter. But we are GFU Pod, uh-huh. um, and you can find Tone on there. You can find me on there. Uh, but yeah, I'll put a little surprise uh, preview for this upcoming episode. I have to go back and watch 
the first few clips of that video, and it is it is everything. I know I'm gonna be annoying because I'm not telling people what it is, but oh, it is everything. And when I post the teaser, I'm not even gonna say where it's from. You, you, those that know, know. <laughs> and if you don't know, DM us for sure. But I'm good, man. I am. Um, we on the same. Wow, for the first time on this whole podcast season two we're in the same season three we're in the same time zone for the first yep. time wow feels yep. good and i mean i think we i think we can open up a, a, a later discussion and how it feels man i mean giving yourself some time to kind of uh start uh getting more comfortable being back over here getting things settled for you guys and stuff like that we could talk about you know, maybe talk about transitions since yeah. both of us have been through a bunch of different transitions. I, I, at least even through the last three months, you know, um, I think oh, that would sure. de- definitely be dope, uh, something to explore. But for today's episode, I think let's kind of look back on some things that have helped get us to where we are as individuals. And, and we like to, every season, kind of talk about we're, we're both foodies, and I think you've said that numerous times on here. Um, and we talked who's about who's not other well, than other than bodybuilders. Who's like nah, and even them, food. and even them. If you if you look at a lot of health food sites, they talk about making sure you eat. You know, no, what I'm but 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 bodybuilders aren't foodies. Bodybuilders eat like machines. They're like, I need my macros, and they'll uh-huh. just eat like a bucket of rice and bland uh, turkey. Touche. Touche. But foodies is like, no, nah, we we want what our hearts desires. Uh and we don't care how the physique turn out. We just want that. <laughs> I guess I guess you're absolutely right. I guess in that explanation, you're absolutely right. Um and we've talked about our favorite dishes and 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 we've broken down our feelings on certain styles of foods. Um, but this episode we kind of want to um explore what has kind of made us us and, and, and talk about some family dishes. Um, and we'll probably throw into there some family members um, that kind of have spoken to us, uh, uh, um, have left lasting memories and have kind of been a part of our development and, and, and who we are as individuals. And because we both come from uh, different cultural backgrounds, um, I think that makes it kind of a, a, a unique, yet both being raised in America, um, that kind of makes our, our, our views on food kind of unique. So, right. Um, we're going to focus on three family dishes uh, that have that have been a part of our lives, either in the past or even currently. So, um, you want to lead it off? What's your what's your What's sure, one, of, one, of, one of your favorite dishes? So, with you know, as we were, we talked about how difficult this was because for a, a number of reasons. Anytime we do uh, a list of some sort and we, we keep the ball rolling with the food uh, episodes for Good For You, this one is kind of hits closer to home because as we're talking about family dishes, um, we're talking about relatives, people close to us. It's it's like the taste of how it tasted, but also in, in, in certain aspects, maybe not everything listed, it's also what that person meant to us, means to us, 
uh, as well as like certain memories attached. So I'll kick it off um, in no particular order. Uh, we're going to do three each, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it off with my grandma, the late Lucille Edwards, um, first lady. Um, love my grandma. And it's funny, my um, my daughter asked me today randomly, like, um, like, when did you lose your grandma? When did your grandma pass away? Or how old were you? She's five, by the way. And I was like, that is very random. But uh, I was 17. And... Um, but anyway, I have all these wonderful memories of my grandmother, especially her cooking, um, as does my mom and how they bonded over my grandmother teaching my mom how to cook and always uh, keeping her involved growing up. One dish that I like. So so for me, it's probably going to be 100 percent Jamaican dishes on this yeah. list. Um, but one dish that she made that it's something that um i would never order out and you're probably not going to see it at jamaican restaurants or takeout is stew peas um and i hope i'm pronouncing it right i believe i believe i am but um for those that don't know and if you want to dm or email or shout us out email again is uh at gmail.com um I want to say it's like a red sauce, but it's like, it's like, it's almost like a stew and it has um, like boiled dumplings in it, but spinners. So skinny dumplings, like almost like, like the length of carrots, but like, like, like that, like in terms of length. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had, let me ask you, have you ever had stew peas, Tom? No. Right. It's not like a super common popular thing, but it's really good, and if you look online, it says comfort food. So it's over rice. It's like a it's like a stew over rice, and you could use uh, red beans. Some people don't put any meat in it, yeah. but um, and I, it's been like decades since I've had it. And um, I think my grandmother would make it. I think she would do like a little beef or like a little pork or something like that. Um, and I don't know if that, if that was like sautéed or something, but not much like. Growing up, you know, Jamaican house, it's not a ton of, like, cow, like, beef and pork and all of that stuff. Well, those things can be expensive, especially if if, right. if, if you're of uh, little means. Like, yeah, and you it's make do. Island. You yeah. make it to the island. And, but I remember, like, growing up being in the country, and it looked like India there in terms of the cow. Like, the cows were emaciated. <laughs> like, I was like, ain't no... Uh, you know, ain't no Hindus out here. Like, why Why are the cows' ribs touching? So, um, but, yeah, so it was just, it was just like, a, it's just like a delicious, like, stew. So, again, like, you could, you could add meat or not, or pork or not. Very flavorful, very tasty. Um, uh, again, the, 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 the red beans and the spinners, the dumplings, um, over white rice. And, um, it just... I think about her with that. I mean, of course, I think a lot of different dishes, but that one is so unique because I'm never going to go anywhere. I never can't remember going anywhere, ordering that or even seeing it on a menu. Is it something and, that she made regularly or she Asians? Um, That's a good question. I, I'd say it would be more so because it had meat. I'd say it'd be more so on like a special occasion or like on a, a Sunday dinner. I could be wrong. My mom will correct me on it. But um, 
it wasn't like the like a routine dish. That's why I'm putting it up there because it's like it was like a rare thing. Like I I probably had stew peas. Like I don't know. I mean I've I've had it enough just growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not like a super. It doesn't have like this rich like expensive ingredient in it. Like a lot of other Jamaican dishes. Like I was gonna throw ackee and saltfish up there at one point, but ackee is very expensive. So it's not, it's a very, like, cheap, let alone affordable meal. Um, you know, if there's no meat in it, it's not the end of the world. It's still very tasty, you know, seasoned mm-hmm. right. But that's, that's um was first off my list, man. Shout out to Grandma. Is what it something huh? is it something that you think you might want to try to learn how to make? Oh, absolutely. I'm going through the process, which I feel, I wonder if it'll ever come to fruition. One year I gave my mom, like, a blank recipe book. Nice. It was real fly. It was it was dope, and I'm like, yo, like when we get some time, you retired, throw some Jamaican recipes in there, and I'll keep the tradition going, keep the culture going. You know, me, and my my wife and I will try it out. I'll teach my kids just to keep it going, and who knows if she's written a recipe or two down in there? Because um, I doubt that she even has them written down anywhere. She just mm-hmm. kind of knows as how she was taught, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would love to um, make stoopies at, at one point, and it's to the point where, I, like, again, for for at, at times like the meat is optional, um, and I think what do they see? They might season with a pork bone or something, but it's definitely you know meat aside, a dish could easily be vegan, vegetarian friendly. Well, see, the reason I asked about if you were ever interested in learning because so two of the dishes on my list come from. Um, both my grandmas, my, my, my grandmother on my mom's side and my grandmother on my dad's side. Um, and, and you know what? I'll start with my abuela on my dad's side. Um, so my dish with her, um, we call them uh, pastelillos. They are essentially Puerto Rican empanadas. Uh, there's, it's ground meat, seasoned. Um, my abuela used to put, or we called it guita because I couldn't, when I was little, I couldn't, oh, my brother couldn't pronounce the word abuelita. Um, so it just came, became guita. So we would call them guita and guito. So mm-hmm. um, my guita would sometimes put some olives in there. And it was funny because growing up, I didn't really like much of her cooking. I was a picky eater regardless. So on both <laughs> sides, my mom's and, and my dad's side, regardless of what it was, I wasn't really eating much. Uh, but the Latin side, I, I really wasn't kind of really rocking with, especially since, you know, I kind of saw my, 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 my guita on weekends and, and kind of over the summer. Um, but this was one Latin dish that I loved with the way that she seasoned it. Um, she always used to fry it, I think, in like fat, like fat and oil. Like it, it, it's old school. Like we weren't thinking of canola or, or avocado oil, uh, and, nah, it's just this one tastes good. So. Yeah, and it was one of the things that my brothers and I were um, able to help make with her. So wow. we wouldn't necessarily be in the kitchen cooking the beef, but when it came time to stuff stuff them and then kind of close them with the forks, you know, we we had a responsibility, and it was one of those bonding moments because she loved to cook, and. As I've gotten older, I kind of regret that I didn't really get to eat many of her other styles because from my dad, from my brother, from my mom, they tell me like her cooking was amazing. Um, and I guess I, I miss that. But 
I never got a chance to get that recipe from her. And somehow, by osmosis, because I even asked my brother, like, did Guita ever show you how to make it? Like, did she ever show you how to season it? He was like, I got to be honest, not really. But hmm. his pastelillos taste exactly like hers. So, bro can make grandma bro can, bro can, bro can make them just like that. That's what and, I'm talking about. And it was crazy because the first time I had his, you know, he was like, yeah, now nah, I'm going to try to make them. And I didn't think nothing of it. But then I bit into it and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And had like a long talk and he started adding, he started adding the olives in it too. So I was blessed that some, it got transferred to somebody. Um, right. And it's really helpful because now every time I bite into it, like I always remember her because mm-hmm. his are a spitting image of it. And it's just one of those things where you kind of get uh, reverted back to childhood. And I know sometimes people have these memories and things kind of like just pop up on them. And there's really sometimes difficult ways to access those feelings. Um, right. This is one easy way for me. Like I, I nag Andy. Like if Andy hasn't made pasta leos in a in a in a bunch of months, I'm like, yo, bro, um, then what we doing, yeah? <laughs> right, absolutely. And it's like when you and when you like experience that, you can see everything. Like I'm very visual, but visual, but you can see the dining room table, you can see the kitchen, you can see that window, you can see that space, and you can you you kind of teleport it back exactly um, through the food. One yeah. thing, it, it may be blasphemous, but I don't care. Um, I can't say, and this harkens back to the Easter egg for a previous season or episode. I can't say that I've ever had a bad empanada. Like oh, I have, I've, I, you know, Patty's is on my <laughs> list. Patty's yeah, is on yeah. my list on the strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and maybe it's just because I'm just more picky because it comes from my culture. Mm. Um, and where I've had a ton of does, but most of the empanadas that I've had, whether it be Chilean or Puerto Rican or whatever else, like Spain, whatever, have been like, have been tasty, have not, it, it's never felt like an L. No, I've had some else. The, the, uh, the, the, the spot up the, the spot up the block from the crib, they have them. And, you know, every time I go in there with them getting like some, produce or something like like I always see them because they have the hot food and you know one day I was like you know what let me try it and their their dough is too chewy their uh, season their, their their um meat is kind of bland and they don't really so like that's one of the things that I love about home cooking right mm-hmm. you can kind of when when you're when you're doing it for a business you got to be mindful of cost so you might not stuff an empanada or a patty all the way through mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I actually had a conversation about Jamaican restaurants. It's like, I don't really like going to Jamaican restaurants because I have so much Jamaican family, right? You, right. Danny, Kev. So when I get to go to your family functions, I don't, I don't know about being skimped on gravy. I don't know, like, Tone, go make a <laughs> plate. And I, I know when you go to the restaurants, it's a very different kind of experience. So like with my brother's joints, my brother's joints be almost to the point where, like, the meat is, like, falling out. Yeah. Um, so I have taken L's, and it's, it's, it's funny that you bring up how many different styles or um, different countries you've had empanadas from. 
or variations because right. they're very different, right? For, exactly. For, for my entire life, all I knew was my guitas until I grew up and I found out, you know, um, Mexican empanadas are very different. Colombians and, and more South American ones are more baked than they are mm-hmm. fried. Uh, I agree with you in most cases. I rarely do take an L, but there are L's out there. Yeah, and and don't don't let family fool you. There's there's skipping going on yeah. in, in between the bloodlines. I yeah, and and uh, you know, <laughs> Jamaican gonna call out what's wrong quick fast when uh, it's something ain't right. right. Um, but I'll transition into my next one off the list, and again, it's to a beloved um relative, my uncle Noel, uh, Noel Warner, who passed last year, um, 2020. Um, definitely a role model for me, and uh, this is a real great guy, great family member, great father, husband, all of that, and, and uncle. So we have a family tradition at my Aunt Joy's house of uh, Thanksgiving. We have Thanksgiving dinners at her house, and I remember it ever since I was, like, a little kid. And, um, you know, I think um, her... And my uncle had migrated over um, uh, from Jamaica to um, the United States in like the 50s or something like that. So they've always been kind of like our North Star, our like our home base here. Um, uh, and wherever family, different family members, different parts of the family uh, migrated to and settled in, we'd always kind of come back to home base at Anjoy's house. And shout out to Android because she, for the most part, cooks everything. Like, you know, um, it's interesting given the male chef's props uh, because it's a little, sometimes it's more rare when they do something that stands out a little bit more. But we know, like, 24-7, who holds it down is usually, you know, mama or auntie or or granny or whatever. So um, as time went on, I don't remember when... Uncle Noel started making the curry goat. But I think as I got got older, and mind you, you grew up with this stuff, so it's nothing to you. And you kind of like pass on it. You're like, eh, nah, I'm good. But as I got older, like the adults, my other relatives, like I used to see them gravitating towards, you know, Uncle Noel's curry goat. And um, I'm not a big, everybody can't cook goat. I mean, because Goat from the jump is like a losing battle, right? It's a goat, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't even say gamey, but um, it's the, the the biggest thing is that it's it's, a, it's it's tough. It tastes like beef, but it's it's, it's tougher. And um, the seasoning, um, but the curry, it's it's a very um, kind of delicate dance and bounce. Different with curry chicken because that's an easier thing to pull off. Goat curry seasoning and the t- it, it's you know it's it, it doesn't always go over well. I ordered curry goat recently from someplace and it was I think I threw the plate against the wall like it was horrible. Yeah, um, but but also curry goat is not easy to eat either. No, right? Because a lot of times it's bony. Yeah, so that's another thing. You know, different. That's why I, I told you Jamaicans don't eat a lot of like beef or steak or burger or anything like that, because a lot of the you know the, the the red meat options for the most part 
um, tend to be a bit bonier. My uncle knows curry goat is the best, best ever. Like no nowhere. Like if someone ever was like, I don't care. They could be a five. I don't know what you say, Michelin chef, five star. I don't know, five star general, whatever you call it. Like I know that's not it, but I'm just saying it's not better than my uncle's. Rest in peace, straight up. And I remember starting having, I just have a little, you just have a little bit. Like, you don't get, like, a big plateful. And the rice, his rice and peas, I don't know if it was his rice and peas or it was my Aunt Joy's rice and peas. But it wasn't, like, a traditional Jamaican rice and peas. It was very, like, I'm like I'm literally, like, lifting my chin up and looking down at something. Like, like what is, what kind of rice and peas is this? Because it's not the traditional like you know, dark red bean and the and the and the um the the rice we said, nah, it wasn't like that. Um, um, and I'm not gonna give it all away, but it was very unique and but it was very tasty. And it wasn't even like like a Mexican rice and peas or nothing like that. It was mm-hmm. very unique. But his, I mean, listen, it was never tough. It was never bony. It was always well seasoned. And it was just perfect. And it was perfect to the point where it's like, you know, you good off like two two spoonfuls. Two spoonfuls over some rice. And you 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 know, because Thanksgiving plate, you gotta squeeze things on your right. plate. Like it's yeah, you it's Tetris. Like you yeah. comp, you know, you can't compartmental. So I had to put it on the list because um, you know, I love them and I miss them. And I remember as I got older, I just appreciated it more and more. And it's the dish at Thanksgiving that family members would come and look for. Mm-hmm. And they would sometimes go straight to. Like, yeah, the turkey is there, the ham is there, all that is there. But they know that majority household, they're not going to have, A, they're not going to have curry goat. Mm-hmm. I doubt it at a Jamaican household, maybe. And B, they're not going to have this curry goat because mm-hmm. this one is the best. And um, I wish, I don't know if my Andrew has a recipe, maybe. Uh, you know, I wish I got it from Uncle Uncle No, but I know that um, when he was making it, I grew to a point where I was really appreciating it. So you know, blessed my soul. That's dope, man. And and so both of us for um, well, yeah, for our first dishes, and, and you for your second. We're talking about family members that we've lost, that um, that we were really close to, that we have memories with, right? Um, that that even expand past the food choices but those food things because we know they were cooked with so much love um help kind of chime those memories and and just in kind of knowing that I, I i'm blessed to have my mom's mom still around with us and you know especially with covid you, it kind of put a lot of things in perspective and my grandmother always had this one dish that even my aunt tried to make my i think my mom tried to make it but for whatever reason they can't get it right like my grandmother gets it. So it's red rice and sausage, right? Mm. Um, being from South Carolina, you know, rice is is a, a big thing, and there's always been rice in my household. Rice with rice with peas, uh, um, baked beans, or, or 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 pork and beans. And so there's been plenty of rice dishes, but this one, just for some reason. It's like home cooking. I, now, I wanted to put my grandmother's smothered pork chops on there, mm. but I feel like 
there's other places that I enjoy some other pork chops with, like going to Amy's and mm-hmm. having memories with you guys there. Her red rice and sausage, nobody else makes. I've never had it anywhere else. She's the only person I know that make it. And as I've said, I've had family members try to make it, and they can't even make it just like her. To the point that, actually, a few months ago, because I'm kind of putting that perspective of, I know I don't have a lot of time with my grandparents left. You know what I'm saying? They are older. Not saying that they're sick, but we just never know. Um, and I know my brother's got the Pasaleos recipe by osmosis. I ran up on my grandmother. I was like, yo, you teaching me this one. Mm-hmm. Because somebody needs to be doing this going forward. And you know what? It's honestly a simple dish. Like, it's not anything that is too difficult. I think the hard part is not a lot of people know how to make rice really well or are willing to kind of like, you know, this is add to rice, change to like We're, not, we're not talking about a rice maker. Exactly. We're talking straight out the pot. We're talking washing your rice. And we're not talking about the red, the rice being red to begin with. You know, come to find mm. out she starts with Uncle Ben's original white rice. And she's like, yo, I've tried other rices, but for whatever reason, it don't make it the same. She was like, that's why I use this one. And don't, we're give talking, him, don't, give him, don't give him too nah. much more. Well, no, his, no, but here's even the other part about it. I can give y'all the whole recipe, but it's the amounts. You know what I'm saying? So it, she has the sautéed onions, and she's using the crushed red pepper and the, um, the crushed tomatoes and the pureed tomatoes. And she uses, um, and, and this is where it depends. Like, she'll use the Italian sausage or she'll use country sausage and, and cook that up and cook it inside. And it actually takes time because we know when you're making rice, rice is not a quick thing. And you got to fold it and you got to make sure. And then there's the parts of you got to cook the... Um, you got to cook the sausage first, and then you take some of those drippings and put that mm-hmm. in the um in, in in the sauce for the rice, and you let the rice simmer. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy dish, you know what I'm saying? Because it has so many moving parts and things you have to do. Though it seems so simple, um, but really kind of knowing how to and and really having a taste for it. And I had an opportunity to cook a batch with her uh, over the summer. And she gave me the recipe, and like I'm excited to actually get a chance to That's do it funny. myself because whenever she has it, I'm over there and I'm taking like two containers of it. Like she has to cook more, even though I ain't even in the house no more, because wow. she knows when I hear that it's over there. Nah, we 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 getting some from the house. So how dare folks try to like family members try to compete and be like, well, I'm a, I'm gonna do my version. It's like. Come on, really? Yo, my and the thing about it, my aunt tried to do it for a function at church. She wasn't even trying to do her own version. She was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I think they'll like that. Tried it. She was like, nah, next time we're doing this, Claire making it. Right, <laughs> right. Off rip. Off rip. Yeah, that's beautiful. Now I want some. This man said, this man said drippings. I'm like, yeah, I know it's, it's not his head. <laughs> it's his head. It's his head. You can visualize that. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll, you know, uh, close my end. Got to shout out my dukes. I was, um, you know, thinking about where to go with this one. Um, you know, and I got to throw in, of course, like, I, I feel like my wife is the best cook in the world. Uh, she holds it down. I, you know, I got to say these preliminary things. It's, it's hard. It's not even an honorable mention. My, my wife isn't shit, even though she doesn't listen to the pod as much as she uh, should, but anyway, for my um, neighbor, right for this last one, 
I got to give it to my moms, man. Like my mom Dukes, because she cooks with so much love and she and talent. And she like a big part of my pride um, uh, as a Jamaican. And, um, you know, even though I was born here in the States, you know, that's how I identify, you know, both my parents are not from here. I'm first American, uh, first generation American. So she's made sure that I know my culture and my history and my family and my roots and um, have a sense of um, pride and identity through that. And a big part of that comes through the food, through the cooking. And I think this is probably why I'm always disappointed. You know, I got a buddy who loves Jamaican food and Jamaican culture, and we always joke about um, which neighborhood restaurants are good and are trash and what dishes we like and don't. But I'm, I'm, I'm like meh on all of them. Like, it's either like pass or fail. Like, mm-hmm. nothing out there in the streets as far as Jamaican food is blowing my mind because yeah, on, on the strength of my mom. And... um you know, just growing up, single parent household, um, mom's teacher. So like waking up in the morning, breakfast was there, lunch ready to go, coming home, dinner was made. And before she, you know, closed the eyes for a second and then went off to the to the next job, you know, on the late night. So um, but that whole dinner was made, like <laughs> was always I guarantee, and I'm gonna put my mom's oxtail up against anybody's, uh-huh. and I'm not gonna say, and it mainly for the proper pronunciation, oxtail. Like there is no s, there's an x, yeah, <laughs> but there's no s. Like that's how you know someone who is not, you know, from yard is that how it's pronounced. But yeah, it's, I was thinking about a million different dishes, and um, like there's ones that. I've kind of grown to like, and there's ones that when I was a little kid, I didn't really appreciate, but I think this is a dish that she made that I've always enjoyed and had to be taught how to eat it when I was young because it's, you know, it's a tail. So it's bony. Um, and um, <laughs> we talk about skimp. I remember family members, you know, making it one time and one person's plate would be uh, all meat, and the next person's plate would be all bone. great. <laughs> and you'd be like, what is going on here? But my mom's is, is always thorough with yeah. the pinto beans. Yeah. And um, I think she serves it over rice and peas, a traditional Jamaican rice and peas. Um, but, yeah, it's just delicious. It's flavorful. And trust me, I love seeing all of the – variations i love that it's a, also a part of like um african-american soul food culture as well like I, I love that fusion i love i saw somebody the other day made um oxtail tacos mm. um and it looked it looked delicious but um yeah my dukes like and i know it's always made with love um and um Hold on, my daughter said, excuse me, daddy. I'm on a phone call, baby. I'm making a podcast with Uncle Tony. Yeah. Can you fix the TV? Okay. I, I want to watch Animaniacs. Okay. We watch <laughs> Animaniacs. I'll come in five minutes, okay? All right. Love you. Yeah, the blessings of being a parent, man. And, and, and my little niece is awesome. You know, I love her to death. 
Yeah, no doubt. She, I don't think she old enough. Well, you know, she is old enough to eat. We call it steak for her, the oxtail, because mm. we gotta take it. We gotta take the the meat off and just put it with the rice. But yeah, um, yeah man, and I think every time I eat my mom's, like I feel the love in it, um, and I know that it's a, a way that she's expressing, especially being like, you know, uh, away from home for so long. You yeah. know, I've been on the other coast for twelve years. So I'll see her once, maybe twice a year. So that's another way that when we do link up, she's showing love and, um, you know, her cooking. Uh, and that's something that I always, like, always enjoy, always love. And I, I want to learn how to cook. I uh, see the oxtail in Costco is mad expensive. But yes. uh, I'm going to figure out how to, how to cook it one day. Well, I'm going to tie it all up. And I just want to say, like, um, I- I'm blessed to have you as a friend. Because everything you're saying, uh, I agree with, especially when it comes to your household, to your family. Um, your wife is an amazing cook. Uh, I've been able to partake in her and her food. And growing up, being able to come to your family functions and having your mom and your, your stepfather's food and, and just your whole family and experience, all that. Um, I'm blessed because, you know, you do have a family that definitely can throw down. And I think one of the amazing things, as I said before, is um, I have a lot of friends that are Jamaican, that come from um, a Jamaican background, that are first generation American Jamaicans. Their parents, their grandparents were all from the island. And I've even said jokingly at times, like, if I was anything other, like I'm black, I'm Puerto Rican, and honestly, because I've experienced the culture so much, I identify a lot with Jamaican culture, whether it be the music, whether it just be just the 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 the, the way they interact. And the, one of the dopest and parts. You've been, that, you've been, you've been. And I was just about to say oh, one of bad. the dopest parts <laughs> is that my brother married into that, so my sister-in-law is um half Jamaican and half Guyanese, and from my third dish. I actually want to um, shout out her mother. So my mother-in-law can cook. My mom can cook. My mom doesn't cook as much as my mother-in-law cooks because I still have my grandmother in my life, and my grandmother is the type of woman that's cooking every single day. So, you know, the burden on my mom isn't there, but my mom definitely can't throw down when she wants to, especially on family occasions. Um, but my brother's mother-in-law, Miss Maylene, there's not a thing that I've had of hers that, you know, I can say I don't like, um, but I'm going to pick one of her smaller dishes. And now she's Guyanese, but she definitely cooks a lot of Jamaican food um, or, or in that style. Uh, but the Caribbean definitely is a melting pot. Hers, though, is I'm going to go with her cod fritters. I'm just going to go with her fritters, period. Mm. And I'm just going to say fritters only because Miss Maylene has. And the reason I put this on there is because I was thinking of dishes that, yo, I don't care what else is going on. I could have eaten. I could have I could, I could have just came from a restaurant. And if right. it's fresh in the kitchen when I come through, yeah. I'm still taking a bite. I'm still having some. I'm still Especially getting down. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. her fritters, man, like, they are undeniable to me to the point where when I was living with them, you know, she was surprised I liked them so much. That going forward, she always made me a separate batch. Love. And she was making them for the family. She was like, I know Tony's going to come up. I know he's going to want some. Let me give him his. And hers are not dense. Um, okay. You know, I've had fritters where, like, 
it's really thick and all of that oil gets soaked up in the breading or yeah. in the dough and then it, it starts kind of like making your stomach queasy. That, it's a grease ball. Exactly. Hers are not like that, but they're also kind of thick where they're enough. It's not like just a potato chip almost, right? And the reason I just blanket fritters is because she's such a pro at making something out of nothing that she's had the cod joints, but she's also made it with just vegetables or mm. she's put like other things in there. Banana. I grew up having but, banana fritters, yeah. Yeah, she's put some sweetness in there. Um so but every time, every time it has every time it doesn't need anything. It doesn't need extra salt. It doesn't need um 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 sauce. It doesn't need nothing. I've burnt my hand grabbing it straight <laughs> out the pan. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I miss it because, you know, for a time I had the I had the blessing of having my apartment in the basement of my brother's house where him, his wife, my nephews, and her mom live. So I could always go up now. You know, now she's moved with Talia's um, other sister who has a son. And shout out to Pizzle and Trisha and, and their families. Um, so I don't get to see her as much. And she doesn't cook like that when she comes up because when she comes up it's really kind of about the boys and spending time with them but that comes with a whole bunch of memories because it was I don't know if I'm ever going to live with my nephews and have them be right upstairs with me again I got to see Jason from three up until about I think he was like 10 I got to see Christian born you know what I'm saying up to the time he was seven they was right upstairs it was nothing for them to come down and knock on my door. And it was nothing for somebody to call me and be like, yo, my mom made such and such. You want something to eat? Yes. Yeah, say less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so her fritters definitely stand out to me because they have so many memories attached to it. And I know it was made with so much love. And I know at times it was specifically made with love for me. So that's what's up. I mean, it's... It's all blessings, but yeah. it also sets the bar incredibly high for yeah. anything and anyone else. So, and that's why know. it's so upsetting when you go and you get any of these dishes at a restaurant, especially if that restaurant says that that's their thing and that's what they're known for. And you're like, "Nah, my uncle cooks to go better than that. Nah, yeah. my 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 um, my makes the empanadas better than that. I ain't even trying mm-hmm. to hear that." Mm-hmm. You like pack it up, <laughs> right? Right. Don't say this is your thing. Say something else is your thing. Right, right. Yeah. Bless, man. I mean, and you know, us being foodies too, it's uh, it's a blessing to be able to cook. So I yeah. think going forward, I mean, I haven't been cooking as much lately because my wife does cook. But I I would love to be a blessing to somebody else's life. Like, yo, like, Chab hooks it up when it comes to this. Yeah. You know, that, that'll put a, put a smile on my face because, like we said, Every dish, every person we're talking about, it's all love. Like it's no flexing, it's yeah. no poke, no ego, yeah. no, it's nothing to do with money. It's all about like love and family and enjoying good food. So, um, yeah, cheers to that. Yeah, and that's exactly what this podcast is as well, man. It's just me and Chad coming together, showing up, uh, documenting our friendship in, in audio form at the moment. And sharing that with y'all. And we want y'all to share with us. 
if there's any dishes that, you know, pop up for you, anything that is close to home, we would love to hear about it. And if you got family members or if you yourself is making it, we would be down to try it. So, you know, let us know GF at GFU pod on Twitter and on Instagram, GFU pod at gmail.com um, mm-hmm. for the email, you know, I'm Tone. I'm Chat. We'll holler at you, man. Peace. Peace.